The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit ShopTalkPodcastStudio.com. Oh, man. When that nigga was in there talking about the fucking metaverse, nigga, grabbing the fucking titties and bro, shit. Like, bro. <laughs> wow, nigga. Yo. You know, I ain't never put one of them shits on before. I did a VR thing twice. I don't I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't That shit's a little too... Yeah. It feel too weird for me, dog. I feel like I fuck everything up in my house, walking in the shit, breaking shit. Yeah. So my, my home TV is some shit. My homegirl brother is also his name's also Anthony. Um, he got a whole setup in his basement, and it's wild because literally the way he got it spaced out, he's like, I did this because the very first time I tried this shit, I broke my fucking TV. He was like the very first time. So now the nigga basement is basically. The TV, the system, and 90 open feet of space, nigga, <laughs> like... It's like adult men being like a... Uh, what's those baby things that you... When, when you gonna learn how to walk, you being that big... Oh, the little... Uh, shit, I think they're just a walker, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to be in that motherfucker. Bro, to control yourself and give you a, a little bumper. PlayStation make one? Shit, I don't know. All I know is that... Uh, what the fuck is the one? Start with a V... That's like the only one I know of. The Facebook bought that nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, price about to go up on that shit, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's about to be. You know what, though? I think like August 1st, I think the price on them bitches went the up. The price is going to go up if it didn't already go up. But I feel like with that virtual reality shit, I feel the same way about that as I do with 3D TVs. Like, y'all just keep trying to force this every Apple, few years. Apple got two different ones coming out. They got an augmented reality mm. headset, and they also have like a full virtual, virtual joint. I got think you. the augmented reality is probably going to... I'm cool with augmented reality. Yeah. Like I want to see the regular world, and you can add in some, yeah, turn by turn directions yeah. or some shit on the screen. I remember back when the phones first was popping, used to be like these little space alien games, and it was augmented, and you had to like go around your room mm-hmm. and shoot the different shit. But I don't want to be fully immersed. I don't. I don't trust it. It's it's a lot, dog. It's a lot. Let's get into this shit, man. Young money. Yeah. Me and Mike Will pull up the AOD back to back. AMG 63s. I tell all my hoes, rake it up. Break it down. Bag it up. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. Bag it up, bag it up, bag it up, bag it up. Rake it up, rake it up, rake it up, rake it up. Bag it up, bag it up, bag it up, bag it up. I tell all my hoes, rake it up. Break it down. Bag it up, bag it up. Fuck it up, 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 rake it up, rake it up, rake it up. I made love to a stripper. First, I had to tip her twenty thousand once. She said, "I'm that nigga." I'm that nigga. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two fifty seven of this week in culture. I'm your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and aka one half of the culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture, one half of everything. What's poppin'? And this week we bring to you 
The P Valley Review, uh, episode eight of P Valley on Stars. Um, before we get to the review, want to thank the listeners, thank the supporters, thank everybody who rocking with us week to week. Um, got a great episode for y'all today. Uh, before we fucked with the P Valley shit, let's talk about some of that we we was rapping a little on on the other pod. Um, HBO Max. So HBO and and Warner recently merged. With Discovery Plus, they've updated the app, but they've been doing a lot of bullshit behind the scenes. So first, they canceled Batgirl in the middle of filming. That was cool. Don't nobody really care about Batgirl like that. It's fine. We good. But then, them niggas start doing some weird shit. So they've taken all the um, Warner originals that have been on HBO Max. It was like six of them. And they just removed them. Now you got to pay a different tier to get access to these movies. They also just, uh, speaking of um, that last episode we did was talking about the shy. Speaking of Jacob Lattimore, so you remember it got announced that he was going to be on a uh, house party reboot. So that was under Warner. <laughs> they took it off the, <laughs> the upcoming release list along with like eight other movies that was on the upcoming release. List. They ain't on there no more. Then they had a bunch of layoffs at HBO Max. <laughs> and they just did some shit where... Um, I, mean, I don't think the world is clamoring for House Party 3. I'm, shit, Four. it's like House Party 5. Um, but no, it was like eight movies got pulled off the upcoming list. They took six movies that was on there already that was Warner Originals, made them exclusive. Now you got to pay for the next tier to get access to movies that have been up there for months. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are actually also adding... Um, you know, when Discovery or whatever. Yeah, Discovery uh, Plus. Discovery is going to be merged into it, and they're adding a different tier that's ad-supported, which is going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, like, if you don't want to pay the $20 a month, you can pay an ad-supported tier. Like Netflix is bringing out an ad-supported tier mm-hmm. if you don't feel like paying the $20 a month. Uh, they're shit. also doing a, I said they did the layoffs. Oh, they also did. So Warner has had a thing where... All their theatrical releases have gone to HBO Max 45 days after they go to the theater. They have taken that away. That is no more. Um, The rep from HBO Max just said, eventually, our theatrical releases will hit HBO Max. Um, I know Christopher, uh, what's dog that made Inception? Christopher Nolan. He got pissed at them when uh, his movie with Denzel's son, Tenet, when that went to the fucking uh, HBO Max platform after 45 days, because he was like, bitch, that ain't what we talked about. We talked about a potential 100 days, and I think HBO Max is the worst app ever. <laughs> that was a quote from that nigga. Um, so they no longer doing the 45-day shit. Warner Movies will hit HBO Max at some point. They just got a lot going on, dog. Um, all this shit is a money play. Well, they was hitting the app within 45 days when niggas wasn't going to the movies. Yeah. Now, why would I just, now the people outside again, why would I just say fuck all my movie revenue? Well, and you know, that became a big thing with, uh, what's old girl? Scarlett Johansson yeah. and her movie. She sued um, because her shit went to whatever Disney fucking platform, Plus. Disney Plus, before, but she had it in her contract. That it would be at the theater for X amount of weeks before going to Disney Plus, and then they breached the contract. She sued and she won. Um, yeah, I still probably was cheaper. Yeah, um, these motherfuckers, actors, film creators, producers, directors, 
everybody's going to want their shit to be in theaters more, especially when like Jordan Peele, uh, nope, has made a good amount of money over these first few weeks that it's been in the theater. It's one of the bigger original. Well, shit, it's the biggest original uh, screenplay screenplay release since us from right before COVID. But um, I think a lot more film companies, producers, directors, they're going to want to see how this shit plays out. Yeah. And th- we back outside. We back outside. Sorry. For like two to three months. Yeah, for the time being. Until Monkeypox hit one of y'all niggas dead in the face, literally, and then we back inside. But And guess what? I really think it's going to happen. Oh, monkeypox coming, bro. I have no I have no I'm about to go get that shot. Faith in humans. Yeah. No, monkeypox is I don't believe not one of y'all when y'all say, Oh no, we we inside. I'm not dealing with this monkeypox. No, you niggas is full of shit. Cause when COVID was killing niggas, y'all niggas was dead out. Y'all was in them streets. Um, but a lot going on at HBO Max, a lot going on at fucking Netflix, dog. Um The app look a little cleaner and shit though. No, the app uh changes were very welcome. And necessary, dog. I mean, I still fuck with HBO Max, though. HBO Max is probably my favorite streaming service right now. It's between. I was watching last night on my Apple TV. Uh That didn't. That wasn't updated yet. But that was last night. Got you. Go back and watch it. Look at it again. But the the phone app, just a separate app, was up. Got you. Got you. Um, what else going on? Oh. Only because we've talked about it a couple times on this pod, man. Brittany Griner got nine years, bro. Nine and a half. Nine and a half years. Um, the max sentence was ten. I'm I'm guessing they considered the six months she already been in there, nigga. <laughs> so yo, we give you the nine and a half. Um, you think she's gonna serve that? No, <laughs> no. Even on the when ESPN posted that shit, mm-hmm. even on the Instagram account, at the very bottom it says. The actual time is going to be determined after the talks about the prisoners. I mean, the, the swaps. The swap. Yeah. She's not going to be able to. She's yeah. going to be back in time for the next season. She's going to have the highest selling basketball jersey. She's going to make a couple dollars more and everything. And she's going to be a poster child. She's going to be in the textbooks and the history books of uh, a political prisoner. Watch. Oh, that's a fact. They're going to do. They're they going to they gonna turn it all the way up. That's a fact. I wonder where she been at over there, though. Like, uh, like what prison? You're like, like, do she get bail? Was she out on bail? And just oh no, she and like what? The she prison? locked. Like I was watching this. Uh, let me see if I can uh, show you this shit. Uh, I wonder what the prison situation looks like. Mm. Cause I was watching this shit the other day. Somebody dropped in about this prison and um. I want to say like Belgium or something. Mm-hmm. That shit was like a dorm. Everybody had their own personal shit. They, had, they even had like a house that when you got family to come visit, uh, they give you jobs. Uh, it was like a little nice little apartment, like a little Nova hey. apartment and shit. Nah, that's not Russia. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've seen some like actual like clean looking, decent looking prisons in like Scandinavia and fucking some of the other. European countries that look way better than the shit that you might think Russia got going on. Because Russia probably got some shit going on. But I agree. I don't think she's going to be doing nowhere near the full brunt of that sentence. Um, But it'll be determined by this prisoner swap shit. If they get that worked out, she'll see a lot less time um, and probably be home within the year. Uh, But whatever happens to her, man, God bless her, dog. 
Um, see, Mike Tyson went off on Hulu about his show. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm debating if I want to watch it or not. I kind of feel like I shouldn't support it. Yeah. Um. So for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Mike Tyson has well, Hulu has a series coming out called Mike. It's about uh, Mike Tyson, and he wrote on Instagram Saturday, "Don't let Hulu fool you. I don't support their story about my life. It's not 1822. It's 2022. They stole my life, my story, and they didn't pay me." To Hulu executives, I'm just a nigger that they can sell on the auction block. <laughs> um, Hulu tried desperately to pay my brother millions without offering me a dollar to promote their slave master take over oh, takeover story about my life. He turned it down because he honors friendship and treating people with dignity. Dana White. I'll never forget what he did for me. Just like I'll never forget what Hulu stole from me. Yeah, he was talking about Dana White there. Um, yo, I kind of don't want to watch it. Yeah. Um, the Hulu rep said, we just wanted to tell an unbiased story and have the audience decide what they think or feel. How you tell an unbiased story about somebody else's life? How are we going to have the audience decide what they think or feel about the story y'all telling about my actual life? It's my real life. It happened. It either happened or didn't happen. <laughs> if I wasn't involved, how can you tell an unbiased story? Come on. Um, she said, we wanted to challenge people and challenge what they think they know about Mike and hoping that <laughs> they come away, <laughs> hoping that they come away from the series with something else to think about. What Whether you, you like them like or hate them, does the story make you question how complicit society has been? That was the intention. That was the North Star in the writer's room as we were crafting stories. How are you crafting stories about me and I am not involved? <laughs> it don't make sense, bro. You don't craft a story unless it's fiction. Come on. Come on. You talking about the North Star and the writing room. Yeah, this is some slavery shit. This is some slavery shit. I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you, Mike. Um, Probably won't be watching this shit. And I hate it because, you know, it's another black actor. And it's one of my favorite people. A whole bunch of black actors. Yeah, a whole bunch of black actors. A story about one of my favorite people in the fucking world. I love right. Mike Tyson. That's a fact. Um, but I'm very conflicted about supporting this show because, yo, Hulu, y'all trash. You know what? I'm going to watch it on Flickster. <laughs> now, nah, Hulu, you get no streams, nigga. Watch um, that shit on my uh, soul player. Yeah. I'm just really, I don't understand how you can craft a story about my life and not ask me. That's just, it don't make sense to me, dog. Oh, you ain't pay me nothing. Or pay me. Come on, bro. How y'all got nigga, my life is literally my IP. <laughs> like my name, my likeness. Don't act like I don't got hands. You you not afraid of me? Do they know who he Oh, they think they drew from Nah dog. Nah dog. Oh, that prison I was talking about was in uh Norwegian prison. Got you. Man, look at this shit. This shit is fucking crazy, dog. That don't look like a prison. <laughs> That shit look fire. I'm not going. Uh, no, but I I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying. But Saint if I Doug. had to go, I would pick that one. I mean, first of all, this fucking grounds look beautiful. It's clean. Oh, look at a little kitchenette. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, if a nigga who's in four B is on, a mass murderer, hold on. Not uh, freedoms including keys to their own cells. Mm-hmm. 
weekends off mm-hmm. and a house for overnight visits. Mm-hmm. I repeat, a house for overnight visits. The house look fire though. Flat screens, everything. Flat screens, it's a nice little shower room. Shower room look like a motel. Nigga, that shit look like belly. <laughs> 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 That one nigga that was in there, somebody he was in there for murder. Like yeah. he was fixing on cars and shit. No, I'm still not going because that shit can look beautiful and, and pretty. If the nigga who who is in the room next to me murders people, yeah, I'm not with it. I don't want to be there with him. I am not with the smoke, dog. Um, yo, man, watching a couple interesting shows. Uh, first of all, let me throw this out there on the what are you watching list. Raising Canaan is back Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, um, August 14th, Raising Canaan back on Stars. Y'all know we're going to be talking about it, so be on the lookout. I was hoping they would, like, P-Ballet be over. Before, yeah, because I wanted to just focus on Raising Canaan. Because I don't feel like doing eight pods. Yeah, man. But, I mean, the good thing is P-Valley and Raising Canaan, Stars. I think we did a really good job with... uh. Well, Raising Canaan. Oh, yeah. No, Raising Canaan Pods had, was fire. I don't, I don't think... I mean, we had some jokes, because... Yeah, but, like, it was it was a better show than I expected. Yeah. It, wasn't, I, it wasn't like... We wasn't roasting the show. No, no, no. Because Raising Canaan wasn't goofy yeah. 90% of the, the time, like the other power guy. No, nah, old boy is horrible with cars. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, aunt gonna crash a car, nigga. And what's old girl name? 50 Mama? Uh, shit, I'm thinking about a real name. Rock. Rock. Yeah, Raquel. Yo, Rock was wild. Yeah. I hated Yo, Symphony back. Rob I, Silver, I hate, what up? I hate that nigga accent, man. Yo. Let's talk normal, dog. Who, Joey Badass? Yeah, like talk normal, my nigga. You from New York. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, your normal accent is very New York. You didn't have to over New York it, dog. That nigga tried to, um, the Brit us. <laughs> a different voice. Yeah, we got um, Raising Cannon coming back this Sunday. Um, it's also a show on Prime. It's called Outer Range. If y'all fuck with Yellowstone. Yo, Outer Range is fucking crazy. Outer Range is wild, dog. Great show, man. If you fuck with Yellowstone and like the old man, I feel like Outer Range kind of combines those two Yo, Outer Range, with some whole other shit, though. It got like heavy duty actors. Bro. This, this not like. Yo, that shit. No, nah, Outer Range on Prime is fire. Um, get into that if you are not fucking with that. And then I got a couple documentaries for y'all that I watched. Uh, <laughs> yo, have you watched the Woodstock doc on Netflix? No, bro. What's what's the the opposite of white excellence, nigga? This was trailer park trash oh, at its finest. Black excellence. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matter of fact, we were excellent for how trash they were in this. Yo, them people at Woodstock '99 lost their fucking mind. '99. Yeah. So this is the one DMX rocked at with the two hundred fifty thousand. How many people? Twenty five thousand. I don't know how many people was out there, but um. Ironically, I only watched this shit because I wanted to see the DMX shit. Like, Snoop without, was out there too. Snoop was out there. It was a whole, but they didn't show Snoop and they didn't show X. I'm like, I wonder if they didn't clear. Because I feel like the people who they showed like had to clear. Like, yeah, you can use footage of me or something. I don't know, nigga. I don't know. But X wasn't on it. Uh, Snoop wasn't on it. Um, but uh, it's a fact that people act differently in crowds. Facts. That man, that mentality takes over. I think you should act normal, but fam, most it was, people do not. Nigga, I've never, let me not say I've never seen a mob mentality up front because I have, but this was scary for the amount of people that were there, the amount of drugs them niggas were on, and it was like wild shit happening, bro. Like, they was like, 
the water, because I guess they had like little outside showers set up and shit for niggas at the festival. But like, because the fucking shit got all fucked up, they wasn't prepared for how many people was out there. The fucking drinking water and shower water was contaminated with shit. Niggas thought they was jumping in like mud and like muddy water and shit. It was shit. Um, one chick was like, nigga, I go, you know, use the sink or whatever, the little drinking water to brush my teeth. The next morning I woke up with like 10 cold sores, fucking some type of abscess on my mouth, nigga, hmm. because they was brushing with shit. It was shit in the water, dog. But so let me think. So that one time being in shit that one time really mm-hmm. fucked they shit up, right? Mm-hmm. How about if you was laying in that for three to four months? You think you can survive and be alive? Survive and be alive, yes. Be fucked up, though. Dysentery. Yeah, yeah. Muscle dystrophy. Yeah, yeah. Eating through your skin. Three brothers with muscular dystrophy, nigga. Word to ghost. No, but it's fucking gross. They was out there with three for three days on that bullshit. Um, niggas was fucking fighting. They said girls was getting raped. Like it was fuck. It was a lot, dog. This Woodstock '99 doc on Netflix is like. This is like white people at their worst. I'll be honest. I like have, post-slavery. I have zero interest in going to any of these festivals. Well, now, I mean, I passed up on the Something in the Water Festival this year, which I had paid for two years ago when COVID happened, and then they gave my money back and the option to get first bid. I didn't even want to go, bro. I don't want to be around that many people no more. Like, I'm over it. Like, why should... like? In- That's crazy. Motherfuckers go be around that many people and then be shocked when something happened, bro. Like whether the something happening is like catching COVID, catching monkeypox, whatever, some disease somebody shit, or before somebody up. just start bucking, because that's the other thing I don't like where the world is right now, bro. Like in Boston, they got a fucking vehicle and just ran through a fucking parade, fam. Wow, wow. Um, but that's a good ass doc. It's another fucked up white people doc. White people, this was not a good Netflix doc week for y'all. It's called the most hated man on the internet about some dude. Who basically created a website where motherfuckers could go on there and post uh, like lewd pictures of their exes and shit. It was like some revenge porn shit. Yeah. And he got off this whole website to the point it wasn't even revenge porn no more. Like at its height, it was just motherfuckers coming on there and just posting pictures of motherfuckers. And then they were like hacking into people's email. Like one chick was on there like, yo, I took some new pictures. She was like, I just saved them to my email. I didn't send them to nobody. They hacked my computer. Who hacked? Took my pic. The dude. They found out that he hacked or did somebody hack and upload them? No, no, no. They find- Her mama found out that he hacked. Her mama was like, she went on like a fucking tirade and was like on like an eight year trying to figure out who did her daughter dirty and it got back to dog. How I found you? I don't, how did I find this random woman? On some like, I think it was on some like, they was sending all like spam mail and shit. It was like getting motherfuckers from their email, dog. Mm. It was crazy. And that nigga hacked into her shit because she was like, this fucked up. My daughter's like, she had just started college. She was doing all this. And then next thing you know, her picture's on the internet. And she like, I never sent this. Whole shit was fucked up, bro. I wait a couple years and they'll be on Instagram posting them by themselves. I mean, shit. She was our only fan, man. <laughs> um, but the most hated man on the internet, good ass doc. Dog was crazy. He was on some like demonic, weird nigga shit anyway. Did he get paid? Oh, uh, shit. I think he got that bread, but I think he lost a lot of it in lawsuits. Mm. So I don't know if he out here still with a couple dollars, but he wasn't remorseful. I'll say that. That nigga was wild, dog. Um, and then. Yeah, remember that shit from last year with the with the scammer nigga? Oh, shit. That was earlier this year, wasn't it? I don't remember. I think that was earlier this year. Uh, 
the, Twitter, the Netflix the, shit. The, the, the yeah. something swindler. Yeah, the Tinder, uh, swindler. Tinder swindler. Swindler. Yeah. Yo, that shit was wild. Now, the Tinder swindler was a different nigga, though. That shit was funny, but that shit was wild. I <laughs> I just don't get what, like, what the, the women was on. The allure to being, the allure of people being rich and you thinking by being next to them, you're going to get rich. Mm-hmm. That allure. And then, like, yeah, that's just a little lore. Yeah, they was wildin', man. Shout out to the Tinder Swindler. I hope he doing all right. That nigga doing Because here's the thing. You remember they had the two right back to back. It was the Tinder Swindler doc, and then it was the shit about uh, the Anna chick in New York yeah. who had all them niggas thinking she was a fucking socialite and she was a broke chick from Germany. Um, I feel like you shouldn't be like arrested and jailed for lying and people believe the lie. Well, uh um, what you call? What's my man? Alex Jones just had to pay like forty five million dollars for that same. For that, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get it because, like, if you don't like what I'm saying, you can always turn me off. Yeah, you can definitely not listen. Like, yo, the Anna Delvey chick in New York, fam. You telling me you this million billionaire heiress chick? Da da da. But if I ain't seeing it, I'm not loaning you no money. And telling you, yo, you can hold this too. Your money gets wired or whatever. I get it. Uh, wire transfers from Germany is crazy. Man, it, they be trying to scam me all the time, dog. Last now, this is a new scam because you know you get the text. I've been getting text messages saying like, "Hello." Mm-hmm. So now this one is, "Hi, Jason. I'm on a conference right now. Can't talk on the phone, but let me know if you got my text. Thanks, Chris O'Neill." So last week I got the same text, but it was a different name at the end. Mm. I, I googled the nigga. Nobody I should ever know, but he came up on LinkedIn. So they really want you to text back. You would never find out if this is me, my nigga. Nah, nah. Um, not only do I not text that shit back, I block the number and then delete the text. That's like, the get thing. the fuck out of here, dog. I wonder. You know how you can uh, if a telephone number isn't saving your contacts, the phone num- the phone don't ring. I wish mm. that could be like that for text messages. Yeah, same. Like, nigga, you can't text me if I don't know you. <laughs> nigga, what's funny? <laughs> This how much I don't get involved in that shit. The other day I was looking at like some new insurance rates and literally sent a thing through State Farm like, yo, hit me with some rates because progressive on that bullshit. The State Farm lady texts me and I was like, nope, delete, <laughs> delete. Get her out of here. This bitch spam, dog. I'm not doing it. Um, So, yeah, man. Oh, last show that we watching right now, man, or, or that I'm watching, man, really want to fuck with it. Uh, if y'all not rocking with it on Showtime. Uh, City on a Hill. City on a Hill is back. They just started season three um, a couple weeks ago, man. Rob, uh, third member of the pod, the guy Rob Silva mentioned it on our last podcast, but wanted to make sure we got that out there. City on a Hill, fuck with it. Um, Yo, man, we got a couple voice notes. Uh, I'm going to start back with Will from Dayton. He was getting right into a P-Valley voice note uh, before... We cut him off. So let me see what my guy was talking about. Um, Will from Dayton, where you go? Here we go. All right, Will, what you thinking about P Valley, bro? On the Fill Me Up Cliff episode, Harbor. Oh, oh shit. Man, this nigga look like somebody. Show is decent. Have you ever noticed that that nigga Kevin looked like. Hold on. P Valley laid the knockout blow to me a few weeks ago. On the. uh. Fill me up Cliff episode, hard pause. (laughs) That shit, I had to give it a break, man. I pressed 10 seconds about 30 times. And that joint was still at. Listen, (laughs) I call back up, man, because I hate missing y'all reviews. If I don't know what 
if I ain't watched the joint, I'm listening to y'all reviews, it kind of made me want to see it. Just even with the comedy, this shit is funny. Um, Flatbush, saving grace out of all the shows, easily. It's like my hood Seinfeld, for real. Because they don't got a specific theme every week, not per se. But it's like, just the situations in A&B, hilarious, man. And the way they both do that. You can, they can say something that's intended for the audience, but not for the person on screen. But it'll be right after a sentence. If you pick up on it, kind of reminds me of Seinfeld. It's just like some good dry humor, but just without that laugh box. Speaking of Seinfeld, the boy Hassan. I don't know if that boy can carry a fictional show, but like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, half improvisation, half scripted type joint about his real life, following that nigga around, that shit is gold. But Facts. anyway, so sorry to be long-winded. I holler back at y'all. One. Well, appreciate you, bro. Um, the homie AJ from across the pond sent in a voice note uh, before I hit play. He said, what's good, brothers? My normal service is resumed. I got the days all mixed up last week and forgot to send in a voice note. This week's is a cocktail of everything. Also, really enjoyed your Nope episode. Couldn't help myself, even though the movie's European rollout doesn't begin until later this week. Oh, wow. Appreciate that, man. Yo, you got to be a, a real real nigga to fuck with our, our shit knowing you getting some spoilers nigga. Yeah. yo AJ man love from across the pond dog let's see what my boy I don't know what up Pam? what up Jay it's your boy AJ I completely forgot to send in a voice <laughs> note last week we just got back to London and I spent the whole day Monday thinking it was Sunday so what are you gonna do um I don't have much to say about the shows this week. I'm kind of burned out with these shows at this point. Not Flatbush, but the other two. Um, Flatbush was great. The Shy... I'm going to let y'all deal with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try and say something positive about P-Valley, okay? Because um, this episode had its moments, but um, I think what P-Valley does really well is the more uh, like quiet, intimate scenes you know like the dialogue between uh clifford and murder yeah um and actually i kind of surprised myself because i I, there was a kind of like quite a kind of dark fairy tale undertone to this episode and i actually quite enjoyed it this week yeah that's basically it um in other cultural news i saw travis scott this weekend he was relaunching his uh live career here in london two nights at the o2 arena Um, He said he's going to come back next year and play Wembley Stadium. So let's give Travis his flowers. Um, It was great. I I was I was chaperoning my little nephew and his friends because I'm the cool uncle, apparently. Um, If you want to feel like a teenager again and get a 90 minute burst of pure energy, go see Travis Scott because he kills it. Finally, did you brothers um, think of what could be the worst black crime movie of all time. Uh, I'm honestly struggling to find one. I think we just don't make bad movies like that. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen this movie? It keeps popping up on my feed. Uh, it's called uh, Detroit Dreams. I think it might be like a straight to streaming, straight to DVD, whatever. Um, but I want, Have you seen it? And if you have, what did you think of it? Because I want to check it out. Um... Uh, I know you guys support local production. Okay, that's it. Peace and blessings to the whole family, and speak to you next time. 
AJ, I appreciate you always, brother. Um, I actually have Detroit Dreams in my 2BQ. Uh, it's available on 2B right now. It's a movie about like a music producer trying to make it, trying to do some like, take like the Detroit sound big or some shit and like make it globally or whatever the fuck. But um, I have not watched it yet. It is in my queue on Tubi. Um, I've also seen it on a couple of my little piracy sites too. So I'm going to get to Detroit Dreams. I will let you know what I think. Um, but if you watch it before I do, do not hesitate to tell me whether it's worth my damn time or not. Um, but I, I do plan to check it out, man. Um, I'm with you on on your assessment about P-Valley. I, I think they do a lot better with like the more intimate scenes or to be more specific the intimate scenes that have mississippi or a little murder in them because mm. every other one is like if it's, it's they obama get too and, comedy yeah if it's obama and uh an old girl oh girl like it's we don't care i don't give a fuck we don't care if it's clifford and insert anybody else if it's like clifford and uh mercedes eh. no Mer mercedes and little murder at the end of the show Body, Fire. body, you know body. what I'm saying. Even Mercedes and the art chick, eh, didn't care for. Yeah, it. no, I, I blame uh, old girl wig for half of me not caring because she had on that Tamla Man uh, praise team wig, and I did not enjoy it. Um, before we get to the episode review, though, y'all know I'm back with more Katori tweets. Oh, let's get to it. <laughs> oh, I got them. <laughs> What's she on? Oh, 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 she ain't let me down at all, dog. Yo, I feel like Katori heard. Last week that I was gonna make this a segment and said she about to turn up the stove, nigga. Um, yeah. So we was just talking about uh, uh, Keyshawn. So the scene where Keyshawn wrote on on the mirror, um, "I'll be your sister uh, for life," and she was trying to leave before Uncle Clifford seen her, and then Uncle Clifford saw her and they hugged. Katuri say. <laughs> Uncle Clifford sits at Mercedes' vanity with Keyshawn's last words scrawled all over her face in her reflection. She, too, is their sister. These women are the closest family she's ever had. Then she said, when Uncle Clifford and Keyshawn hugged, they was both wearing pink, right? She say, both cloaked in pink, the color of female energy and power. Man, shut up This mother-daughter pair Heals old wounds And says goodbye <laughs> Ma'am I thought pink was breast cancer awareness No nigga uh, Female energy and power Fuck is you all um, Breast cancer awareness only happens in the NFL nigga. Fuck is you all dog. And Hungry Holly Pizza Box <laughs> Facts Yo man I got a pink box last week Or last year I was like very excited Um so the scene with Mercedes and Lil Murder, she say, by this moment, Mercedes is sitting on the throne, ascending to her rightful place in the castle we call the pink. The queen is back, having sat in the same seat as Montavious. Don't nobody give a fuck about Montavious. She has conquered her fears, and now it's time to conquer the pole. Mercedes and Murder meet in the paradise room. And it's deep and complicated. Mercedes having caught a body in that room and Lil Murder having caught feelings in that same room. Death and life, murder and love. 
Yo, yo. I, her, I just want her to quit. No, it gets better. Murder wants Mercedes' blessing. He needs her blessing. Just like in the pilot, he hands her headphones and his lyrics land in the cups of her ears. <laughs> Yo, Katori be on some shit. Hold up, I got another one though. But read the comments under her, fam. Hold I, up, I be one. These regular people be so weird to me. Let me go. All right, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back to Twitter. All right, which one do we just read? The cups of her ears. Matter of fact, wait. I want to go back to the one that talked about the fucking uh, <laughs> these niggas, the pink shit being a. Uh, the color of whatever. Wait, did she delete shit? All right, had to refresh the Twitter. Here we go. Did you use Tweetbot. <laughs> All right. Let me see what. Yo, so you know what's weird? Either she be deleting comments, or it don't be that many under her shit. Cause the comments be her thread. Yeah. Like it'll say eight comments, and then it be all her thread. Um. Somebody said. <laughs> So many connections that y'all made this night. You just had to pay attention. <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah. Um, somebody else said Keyshawn's message was her way of saying goodbye, clearing her wrongs and making things right. <laughs> oh, she dancing like it's her last dance ever. Bro, somebody said run Mississippi run. <laughs> Yo, I hate niggas, dog. Come on, man. I wish y'all could see my face. I'm not ready for Mississippi to leave. Take Haley instead. Nah, I feel you on that. Um, They can't take Haley. She's about to have the mayor's baby. Or babies, according to Whisper. Yo, all this shit is weak as fuck. This whole episode was, like, so unbelievable to me. Like, more so than ever. Starting off at the very first scene at the polls. Like, yo, that opening scene at the poll, honestly, no bullshit. I know we've talked a lot of shit this season, particularly. Um, that opening scene was the all time worst scene of the show. It was, that was laughable. Dog. It was offensive. It was it was y'all might as well just call me a nigger, bro. I get why the people of Mississippi don't like Katori in her storytelling of this Mississippi fictional town because she got y'all looking nuts, dog. If you from Mississippi and you see that first scene, fam, you had the pastor who's running for mayor stripping. You had the godson of the former mayor with a whole corral of strippers. And which is a total 180 from his campaign. Fam, fam. I was like, is this a dream? Is this a joke? Like, what's going on? I thought on? it was going to be a dream when it initially opened. But by the time uh, Patrice Woodbine roll up and start stripping, I was like, no, nah, I think this is happening. And I'm confused as fuck. Um, I'm also like, yo, as far as this little campaign goes, just give it to that racist uh, white brother. Just give it to him. Because if y'all vote for anybody else other than the racist white brother, I don't know what you voting for. Because... These two is not it. So it was so. All right, look, it ain't the first time I seen a campaign where the the the. I mean, Kwame went to the clubs, not the strip clubs. Yeah, to vote the whole night. Like I get that. Um, but then 
when old girl pulls up in the van or in the in the whatever she was driving in with the money guns yeah yeah, yeah. And how everybody start dancing as if that signifies they're gonna now change their political vote yeah because she's shaking ass on a on a po- like this woman gotta be 70 years i mean Damn. 60 years old she is no she gotta be 30 i don't care if she's no, 25 she's the pastor so wait a minute let me get this straight she had mercedes at like 16 or some shit right and then mercedes had her at like 14 it's only about roughly 45 to 46 years. Patrice Woodbine can be 30, 40, 50. She the pastor at the local church. This is absurd, dog. This is absurd. Like, real talk. What are we getting from... And the fact that that scene was so long and awkward. I just knew Katori's about to, to, to hit us with some Katori facts about this shit. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Because she be tweeting so much, you got to get all the way back to the beginning. Hold up. Let me see if... Uh, she mentioned anything about that opening scene. I feel like she had to. There's no way she could have avoided that. Um. All right. She said, small town politics are often filled with spectacle. Growing up in Memphis, I remember when wrestler Jerry Lawler ran for mayor. In America, actors and reality stars can become presidents. So why can't former prostitutes like Patrice Woodbine Turn pimps, turn pastors, become mayors. That's a wild fucking like what? And leave Jerry Lawler alone. Leave the king alone. Like respect to God. Um, she says Autumn gathers the pink vets, peanut butter, Brazil toy, Jupiter, and extra extra for a campaign ad like no other. Um. The support from dancers leads to a viral pop that gives Andre Watkins an edge in an already close three-way race. I feel like she be tweeting um, like her show notes before the, the, the episode is written. Cause, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like she got like a, a, a outline of, of what should happen and then they get that to the writers and they make the dialogue from... Because what? She say... Our very own Richard DVLA, I don't know, he might be a writer or some shit. He DP'd the original Get Your Booty to the Pole nonpartisan PSA directed by Angela Barnes, where ATL strippers drove out the vote in 2020, in which our fictional partisan campaign ad is inspired by. You didn't need to be inspired by that. Like, be inspired by something else. Other than some damn strippers from Atlanta driving niggas to the pole. Like, this wasn't the moment for that. Um, Oh, you want to talk about comments, though? (laughs) Somebody say, the whole P-Valley writing team is gold. This is peak storytelling. Every new episode outdoes the last. This episode gave me high blood pressure. Fam, this episode made me fucking yearn for the last one. Nigga, the last one was good. I wish we went in that direction. We went goofy. It was a whole bunch of unbelievable shit in this episode. Come on, man. Little Murder did not shoot that nigga 30 fucking times in the chest, dog. Like, come on. Qu- cut the f- cut it the fuck they out. They pulled 30 rounds out of his chest. No, cut it the fuck out. Man, 30? 30? That nigga wouldn't have had a chest to pull 30 rounds out of, nigga. 30 of them that close? 
Come on, my nigga. That would have ripped his whole torso off. And I guess she just felt it. Mm, I can feel the energy. He did it. Oh, bitch, you you the girl with the light eyes now? Yeah, you not whisper. You not whisper. Calm down. Calm down. Um. Hmm. What else does Katori have to say? I'm very uh. <laughs> Yo. Somebody said. <laughs> Really loved what y'all did with this opening scene. This was great. Yo, they could be buffoons. That's what I'm not loving. Oh, she say, um, Pastor Woodbine's jelly might not be the pink vet's jam, but as a pastor, her experience in the pulpit has prepared her for spectacle of the pole. Blazing two money guns, she gives... Brewer Rabbit's bribe. Oh, the other brother. She gives his bribe to the people. Her Robin Hoodstress act might just rack up some votes. <laughs> yeah. Katori be thinking she getting to it, dog. Oh, man. All right. I'm not reading more of this shit. Let's get to the fucking episode. Um, That opening 15 to 20 minutes was really bad. It was really, really, really bad. Um, this whole scene in the beginning with the stripper and all that shit and the buses and all, that was bad. The shift to Ernestine in the hospital and her hallucinating and not going on, You're not dragging. knowing what's going on. You're yeah, they dragged either. And this is not to be insensitive. I lost people to COVID. I almost died of COVID myself. So this is not insensitivity. But either her character has to die from COVID or not. We don't need. Every week for her to be, you know, I see my daughter, I see my daughter, I see my daughter, I see my daughter. I'm having visions. I'm about to go to the light. Fam, is you or is you not? Like, and then you ripped the motherfucker PPE off and shit. Like, yeah, like she did all that. Then we go from that to fucking uh, Uncle Clifford and murder again with the sex scenes, bro. And it's like, yo, right now, I think P Valley and the Shire are having a battle between Uncle Clifford and Lil Murder and Keisha and Emmett. Uh, they they got the same writers, fam. Because a couple weeks in a row, and also in this scene, uh, Gemma and Keyshawn was doing the exact same thing on stage where everybody fighting. You under the ground, like let's stand up, man, man. Like I don't the need... whole pregnancy thing. Like they've been three weeks, same thing. Why, why is Autumn pregnant? Like what is the purpose of her being pregnant? All right. We got to find a way for her to stay here because right now she has zero purpose. Also, you you, you peeped that that lease portion they put in there fam i peeped it because i peeped it last season when they fucking wanted to do it and his uncle didn't want to do it you remember that's why he fucked up the contract in the first he wanted to do the lease shit the other two brothers didn't and uh isaiah washington didn't but the one mixed brother wanted to do the shit oh my god like they're literally running back the same story but it's they remixed it though like why dog this is not creative bro this is Yo, man, I'm with Brownstone. I'm with Brownstone. Whatever she say, I y'all did that shit. Whatever Brownstone, uh, Nikki Gilbert say y'all did, y'all did that shit. Because, nigga, y'all have not created anything new. With a whole fucking, however many years since season one, y'all had all this time to create a new story. And y'all, this is it? This the product? I don't, I don't like it. This the product? And you know what's funny? I remember episode one. When they kind of introduced 
that this season would at least, you know, be impacted a little by COVID. Um, I remember a lot of people online saying, oh, why are they bringing up this COVID storyline? Like, they picking up right where it left off versus jumping to 2022 where we at now and just kind of bypassing COVID. And initially I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'm not, you know, I ain't too mad at that. But now I'm annoyed with it because y'all dragging this shit. Y'all making the, the shit with Grandma Ernestine, that's just not, again, she either need to die or come back home and be alive and healthy and well. Um, the shit with the fucking club and the little uh, health inspector lady, like, fam. Like, y'all dragging this shit, too. Bro, like, oh, only Keyshawn could bring in. And if a- that place is 50 to 75% of capacity, yo, this bitch is a hole in the wall. How many more people fam. can fit in that motherfucker? No. That there's no fucking way that was fucking fifty to seventy five percent. It was thirty thousand people in that bitch, dog. It looked like Woodstock, ninety nine, nigga. And I'm like, yo, why was the whole club full of uh, the one gang? Like y'all ain't mourning y'all mans. Y'all all at the strip club tonight? Three pass. Them niggas was ninety three deep in there, dog. Like, and hey, my man, how you here, nigga? You got an ankle bro, you, monitor, fam. You remember just last season, he was having a fat kid wear his monitor when he went to the club for Mercedes night, her last dance. Now you just send this bitch with the monitor on, fuck it. Nigga, CO ain't CO no more. Or your PO ain't PO no more, nigga. Like, you ain't got to check in. You just at strip club. Okay, bet. And you at the strip club fighting. Come on, bro. You going back to jail today. Period. It's over. Um, And you around felons. Come on, man. You're literally violating all the terms of your parole right now, bro. Like, make it make sense. Um, everybody was talking, oh, Lil Murder told on himself. And I'm like, nigga, these lyrics is the same as every other lyric of every song he's ever made, bro. What y'all hearing now that y'all ain't been heard? Because when he walked in, he was like, he ain't claiming it. He like, that don't mean he ain't did it. Also a fact. Y'all mans was claiming a murder that he didn't that he do. Didn't do. Why uh why you think Lil Murder so hesitant to say Big T shot herself? Like even to like Clifford. Like I, I get it. You ain't trying to put that out in the streets, whatever. It ain't anybody business. But like even when Uncle Clifford asked, like, yo, that night you came, did you kill that nigga? Da, da, da? He was like, no, nah, that literally ain't what happened that night. Nigga. Nigga, I just killed a nigga last week. <laughs> like like <laughs> he bitch, was already dead. Cause I was looking at the TV like Uncle Clifford, your math is, but she would know, I guess, when, uh, but if you heard it on the news, you heard them niggas say the other night. You got your ear to the streets, motherfucker. You know that nigga just got murdered. Nah. But I'm like, dog, Lil Murder, just tell her, yo, man, he killed himself, dog. I was sitting right there. We was talking. It was a whole fucking thing. And be honest, eh, he probably don't need to say he had a relationship with that motherfucker, because then Uncle Clifford gonna have a whole fit. That that nigga ain't got time for. Um, something else I hated. I probably hated this more about this episode than anything else, bro. Sugar and butter on grits? The fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Same cream of wheat, bro. Same fucking, like, they said that shit at the beginning, right after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, my problem before I even get to the sugar and butter on the grits, fam, y'all just finished doing it on the table. Don't make my plate. That's just wash your fucking hands, niggas. Well, they been hurt. Never mind. Nah, they wildin', dog. That's unsanitary, man. Like, wash your damn hands. Niggas sit down and just eat like y'all when that shit just wild, dog. Um, what else happened in this episode that I was not 
into just about everything. Um, this part about Keyshawn and her coming back and getting all this money and then dipping out with the kid. Fam, why won't they just kill Derek? Or or call the cops and had that nigga arrested for being an abuser. I mean, how it looked, nigga, they about to kill Mississippi. They about to kill Keyshawn. Bro. I feel like didn't I say she was gonna die? I think I said that shit a few weeks back. Um they lining well, it up. Not Keyshawn. Um uh Autumn. You think she gonna get out of there? Old boy was like, nigga, if you kill her, she can't sell the club. Oh yeah, they did sell that or say that. Damn. Yeah, he paused. She, Clifford paused for like uh, a second and a half. And I'm like, Big and L fired him. Big L, how the fuck you mad at Autumn to the point you ready to kill her, and Clifford just fired you? And Cliff about to make millions. Yeah. Y'all act like y'all can't go to another fucking club, bro. And here's the thing: if your name not Clifford. And you don't have a whole, hey, my family passed this club down to me, generation, generation, it's the only thing I haven't been given. Then you don't have no ties to this club. And if you Clifford, some millions to help you get over that shit. Like, why y'all can't just buy another spot? And then I'm like, bro. This is trip club. The fucking white dude just handed Uncle Clifford 250 racks to beat him in the room. Nigga, that's your money. Fam, you buy this shit back from Autumn right now. Or just lease another spot. <laughs> Or take $250 and go buy a castle and fucking chuck a Lisa, nigga. I forgot that he used to do some freaky shit in that room with Yeah, him. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You there forgot. There was no reason for to show that nigga dick. Like, why? Yeah, none. None whatsoever. But you forgot. Wait a minute, dog. Because Katori didn't forget. Tell you what the fuck she had to say about this shit. <laughs> you know she got in her bag. Oh, she be doing a lot. All right. So about that scene... Katori said, damn, lost it. Wait a minute. Oh, Uncle Clifford's Paradise Room customer is none other than Corbin Kyle. We first met Corbin, season one, episode two, which was titled Scars, as he was being serviced by Keyshawn and Mercedes. At first glance, he looked like a white man playing out role reversal where black women whip him like a slave. However, we've gotten to know Corbin's history. <laughs> Having grown up as black and white, but not ever feeling completely like either, the product of his white father raping one of his black maids, this twisted psychology has seeped into his sexual kinks. <laughs> Yo, man, where does she get this shit? Like, Katori gets real Shakespearean on the fucking tweets. And, uh... It don't really be none of that on the on it don't you're not executing the shit you tweeting. She put more effort in them tweets than she do in the writing of the actual show. Yeah. Um But he handed that nigga 250 racks. Uncle Clifford, the pink is done, dog. Like, take your million from autumn, take this 250 racks, and go live your life, bro. Um, so this was what, episode eight? So we got two more of these. That means within the next two episodes. What do stars be thinking, dog? Why wouldn't you run these and as soon as it back goes Back to off, back, it go into fucking, uh, not Tariq, Kanan. Yeah. I remember when they took a week off. One For of these no shows, reason. One of these shows, 
uh, yeah, if they didn't take that week off for no reason, it'd flow like that. But one of these shows ended, and then it was like a week where there was no show on, and then another show started. Like, what, what do y'all, what y'all be doing, dog? Yeah. Huh. Um. Mercedes got a text from Farrah, told her to come up to Memphis, or was it Memphis? Wherever yeah. the yeah, told her to come up to Memphis, come see me. Um, she went up there. Farrah and stole her whole IP. How you got an art exhibit with all pictures of me? Bitch, where my money at? Bitch, I need all 40000 that y'all owe me, and I might need more than that, depending on how much this made. This shit was so fucking whack again. And also, them pictures was ass, nigga. Listen, dog, I'll tell you why it was, this, this shit was whack. Um, I thought that Mercedes shit, couldn't work the pole. But when she... Went to their crib. She's working that motherfucker like a like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. Oh, well, you ain't know slide. she shifted her shit to the left. That's a, then they slid and then that little. I see how I, I on this one. I I shifted my body. Well, why is you ain't doing that shit at the pink then? Yeah, shift your energy because you actually looking goofy to the point like you're about to blow it for this little night. And then she left that night. And how you, Uncle Clifford? I should have been retired. I should have left here five years ago. Damn. So. Why you mad? Like, she was so mad that she got called old and then walked out and told Cliff that I'm old. I can't do it. That's what she just said. Autumn literally, and Autumn not only said that, but she also said, yo, why don't you do the thing? You be under for Keyshawn. You be on the bottom, and that way you ain't got to do all the shit that you can't do. No, I ain't basing for no bitch in here. All right. Well, fam, I'm trying to help your old ass, bro. And then like he played Russian roulette with me. I oh, let's talk about roulette, man. Um, so roulette a pimp now. Cause she took that bread that she got, gave it to the one dancer who gave Uncle Clifford grandma the COVID, and who Uncle Clifford fired and told, Don't come back to this bitch. Oh girl, like, yo, I'm behind on rent, my bills is due, my lights is due, da da da. Roulette say, I right, take this. It's more where that come from. Now you work for me? Roulette about to run a stable through the pink? But she was like, that's is this for you know what? What what the fuck is the you know what? I think she about to start having her sell pussy. Or like kind of similar to how she got that Now did old boy that they robbed, did she set that up for him? Mm, no. Nah. Cause Roulette set that up. She texted that nigga back. Yeah, yeah. So it like, couldn't have been that. I didn't, it's like, is this for my cut for you cut for what? Let me go back. Let me see what if Katori had anything to say about that shit. I think she only says something about the part with, uh, oh, let me see. When Roulette sees Toy crying with Whisper over getting fired, she initially is unbothered, but Whisper is in recruit mode. Having felt the protection of Roulette, she vouches for the new pimp in her life. As a woman, Roulette subverts expectations of who we see in that role. Dressed in red under the red lighting, Indicates that roulette Ugh. is <laughs> indicates that roulette is the new HBIC. She hands Toy a stack, and the door of prostitution is officially open for another pink dancer. Uncle Clifford could not have known that kicking Toy out would put her in this position. Somebody under that say, "OMG! I was just seeing saying this while I was watching the scene. I knew you would break it down. This is amazing." <laughs> Yo, this 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 is why we be we we in a position that we in. It's so easy to leave people, dog. Like as a country, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Because like this is deeper than like as a people. Yeah. No, this Katori it's so foolery. Easy. It's so easy to lead people, man. Dog. They are they are easily fooled with a few words. Dog. Katori is over there putting sugar and butter on some fucking tweets and y'all going for the shit. Um. Then the the white dude come up and finger roulette. What was that? What was it? Like I just don't know what this I show mean, was doing, bro. They also dragging that. Are y'all gonna have sex or not? And I'm like, nigga, she ain't gonna just be talking to me no kind of way. She was talking to that nigga crazy. Like, try to grab that nigga by the neck. Yeah, and then that nigga, he's still horny. Hey, who uh, who pleases you? Hey, Mona me. <laughs> Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gambit over here. Uh, Fuck I, I thought, <laughs> about to use it. That's what he was doing down there. He did a little thing with his hands. <laughs> nigga threw an uh, ace of spades up that motherfucker, dog. Nigga, uh, you in the pleasure and business. Who pleases you? Fam, what you say to me? I said I'm finna finger you. <laughs> okay. Who, who fingers you? <laughs> dog. Shout. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even reading that one because that one's actually trash. Um, Duffy pleasing roulette is a reflection of both of their daredevil rule breaking spirits. This nigga named Duffy. <laughs> Duffy. <laughs> but not their daredevil rule breaking spirits, though. Duffy. Duffy and roulette crossing paths in the pink's hallway hallways is kismet. Nothing was kismet about this scene. Nigga about the show. As a woman who is in the business of sex, Duffy strikes a nerve when he asks, who pleases you? Roulette, vulnerable, breaks her own rule and opens herself up to something more. Yo, fam. I really want the finale of this to play. Boy, I can't wait till this shit go off. When fucking P-Valley ends, dog, whether I watch it personally or not, will have nothing to do with me never talking about this shit on this pod again. And that's a fact. I promise you that at minimum, if it's nothing else on when P-Valley comes on again, if it gets a third season, it's going to be something on. Here's the thing. I'll start reviewing we'll White We'll throwback review. <laughs> I'll start. Oh, <laughs> nigga, White Power. <laughs> Put in the air, White Power. White. Put your hands in the air, White Power. White Power. <laughs> do a review on Secession. White Power. <laughs> I promise you I'm not coming back season three. I'm giving y'all niggas this shit all the motherfucking way to the end so y'all can't say that we gave up on it in the fucking middle of the season. But this is the worst show ever, dog. Because I was legit going to tap out episode three. (laughs) Damn. Like, y'all took what was really a surprisingly entertaining show. And all y'all did was say, you know what? (laughs) Reverse. Because all y'all doing is running it back. Like, dog, this is the fucking... How low can you go? <laughs> can you go down low? <laughs> can you fuck up the show? Katori be like, how gay can you go? <laughs> can you give it? Can you gay gay mo? <laughs> oh shit, dog. Um, yo, they're like, yo, how, what can we do for the person who preaches the message of of God? Let's make them an abuser, a prostitute, a drug dealer. I don't know if she sold drugs yet, but who knows? She might as well. Uh, somebody who sucks a lot of dicks is per her. As she said. As she said. Uh, a prostitute. Like, everything wrong. Who the good person on this show? You know what? You know who the, who the, the only nigga that ain't did no wild shit? <laughs> DJ Never Scared. No, DJ Never Scared not only hasn't fucking done... 
I like Wody. Wody's a good nigga. No, I mean, he killed a motherfucker. But DJ never scared. You know why he the greatest singer on this show? Because <laughs> he left the show. <laughs> My nigga said, yo, I was on one episode on the phone. I got the fuck up. Nigga said, never scared shit. Yeah, I am. Nigga said, DJ never again. Um, Oh, my God. Hold up. How could I forget, bro? <laughs> the part of the show that pissed me off the fucking most. So... After Autumn throws up at the club, Whisper tells her she about to have twins, because clearly Whisper know every fucking thing, um, but she ain't no old boy was going to short her on that bread and I beat her up. it was morning sickness. Is that not a thing? Fam, you also could have been throwing up because that fucking toilet looked nasty as hell, remember nigga. In the, in the sister show, uh, yep, The Shy, yep. um, when they was also at another nightclub, uh, and Jimma threw up. Jimma threw up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was morning sickness. Hey. Can any um? I guess you can get sick whenever when you're pregnant. But when Autumn throw up, they tell her she pre- first of all that toilet was the net. That's what the health inspector need to come look at. That's that toilet fact. was fucking disgusting, horrible. And she put her whole head in that shit. And I'm like, her little pretty British ass would not. No, why is Diamond cooking? <laughs> what AR fifteen? Why is Diamond walking through with the fucking AR to break up fights and then do nothing? Didn't AR nan nigga? Oh, we're going to talk about Diamond and Keyshawn in a minute. But let me talk about this fucking part that pissed me off. So after Autumn throws up, she see fucking Andre Barack. She kissed this nigga. Ain't brushed Nan tooth in her throw up ass mouth. She kisses this nigga, says, do you want to get out of here? They go back to his uncle house that he now live in. And his motherfucking dick sucking ass wife is in there in the dark. This talking about really, Andre? Ma'am, do you know me and her will beat the fuck out of you right now? We will jump you. Bitch, I walked in. You were sucking another nigga dick. Nigga, I walked in here. Come, Nigga, and then had the nerve then to ask me where my mask was. You lucky you didn't get jumped on that episode. Because I called a whole strip club to jump. The audacity to get a fucking attitude. Why are you in my my goddaddy house? How you get in here? How you get in here? You don't got a key, Tiffany, from the shy. How you get in here? You broken? Yo, this is the same show. Fam, <laughs> how the fuck is you in here it's, catching me with my girl? My new Chuck. girl. We call this shit the Chuck. <laughs> the Chuck. The Chuck. And then let's talk about uh, some shit we also predicted on this pod long time ago. Long, long time ago. Episode one. Fucking Diamond. Him and Keyshawn, him's, first of all, why are you still, like, taking care of Keyshawn? Fuck Keyshawn, bro. Why, why do he got a stripper name? Yeah, we call this nigga uh, Daniel or Darnell or whatever the fuck his real how, name how is. How come he couldn't be Duffy? <laughs> he look like a Duffy-ass nigga. You want to watch? He act like a doofy-ass nigga. Um, But he in there taking, Keyshawn, you want me to fill your water bottle? No, the sink right here. Here. It's on. Water running. Here. But he filling her water bottle. He's taking care of her. He being all gentle and soft with her. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Then they kiss. And his girl see him. Big bone. Well, this is, that was two. Well, that was later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was later. After he saved her from the melee. After he saved her from the melee and he broke up every fight in the club and never pulled the AR up. Also, in that first scene, when they was staring at each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big Bone, she come in like, yo, I know she may be thirsty. But I'm hungry. Where the wings at? Mm-hmm. Clever dig. Clever dig. Clever dig. Then they met in the hallway. Yep. Like, yo, you may not know me. Oh, I didn't hear something about you. I'm they glad. bumped into each other, little shoulder to shoulder. I'm glad you're going home. I'm glad you're leaving tomorrow. Who told you that? Mitch, the walls got... The, walls got ears or whatever the fuck. Walls speak. Or, but who the fuck told? Yeah, because Big Mom, how you know anything? 
Like, was it Autumn? She the only person who's supposed to know. Now, they did have a conversation in the strip club uh, in that back room. Like that ep- that episode before, because that was in a diner when all that shit happened. Mm-hmm. So somebody must have been in that bitch listening. I don't really know who the fuck snitched, but I know when she saw them kiss, and then we fast forward to after the shit closed down, and she was getting on her bike, and she was looking at them pictures of Diamond, and then she scrolled to the picture of the ring from Montavious. And we said it four episodes ago when she first was asking Diamond about that ring at his crib or wherever they was fucking. And we was like, yo, this going to come back up. I bet you she part of the old gang that Montavious was in coming in that bitch trying to find this nigga killer. Wouldn't know that Mercedes is the one who actually shot him because the ring is at Diamond crib. She about to fucking turn on this nigga. Probably wasn't going to do it when she was falling for him. But now that I see you kissing Keyshawn in the back on some sly shit under the pink lights, like Katori say, yeah, dog, now I'm about to call the gang gang up on your ass. And your little PTSD having ass, you're going to have to up that AR because it's a whole gang from Louisiana, wherever the fuck, uh, Texas, wherever the fuck Autumn came from, they finna come for your ass, dog. Yo, man, two more episodes left of this shit. And then I say we celebrate. We popping bottles. We popping bottles. Um, we selling drugs with Duffy and Big L. We playing all DJ Never Scared production. They thought this episode was a big deal because uh, fucking Meg The Stallion was on it. Y'all lost that. Y'all don't have a cachet for that to matter no more. Uh, Murder thought he was doing something special. Pulling up to the spot with uh, Meg. With Meg, yeah. On a... On the night that they having a re 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 reopening, and you weren't part of the ticket, like this wasn't you wasn't on it, yeah, nigga. You gonna bring one of the biggest stars in here while we only fifty percent capacity, fam? Well, you don't know that we seventy five, but only fifty yeah. percent capacity. And nigga, yo, if you'd have talked to me about that, I might have agreed to it. And then if I'm Uncle Clifford, because he didn't like Keyshawn, he was mad at Keyshawn. He loved Keyshawn. He ain't like Keyshawn because she left him. So yo, murder. If you had told me that. We don't need Keyshawn to bring in the fucking traffic. I mean, I left, but it was also COVID, so what did I miss? Yeah. Keyshawn been gone a few months, and y'all ain't been open. Y'all opened one night and got shut down the same night. I had to work, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but if if Murder would have told Clifford, nigga, okay, we can get to the 50% and still make money at the door without Keyshawn, who I'm not fucking with right now. Now we need the bitch. And then you pull up. Now we well over 50%. And now I need this motherfucker to go fuck Big L so we can get to 75. And you also would have said, uh, I would have let you know, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Your, your rival's up in this motherfucker if you did. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, it's What's just. What's up with that furry head on? I ain't never seen no shit like that before. Yeah. That shit look like a a comforter. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Um, <laughs> and so when you start doing my nigga get out of my business. You looking weird out here. Yeah, man. I need Lil Murder, J. Alphonse. I need him to go get on another show. Facts. Well, he's he, so what's the, what man. This gonna be tough. It is. For me to not see him as Lil Murder. It is. Um, you know what's funny? Uh shit. What did I just watch? I just watched some shit where he was like a goon. Hold up. Now listen. I saw something. 
you know, he he married. Right? In real life, yep. What do you think his wife be feeling like when she be watching these, if she watches the show? Honestly, dog, because I've, I've seen convos around that shit before. Um, like, what do his wife think? What do his kids think, you know, about his portrayal and all this shit? Cause I, I I can I feel I like I can hit you with the the PC and what 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 you should say if your wife yeah, yeah. or or husband is an actor just like uh, Devin Franklin like yeah eating yeah. ass on the screen get the fuck out of here. So here's the thing, dog. I feel like these days your strength don't gotta be in what your your mate is doing on the screen. It gotta be in what motherfuckers are saying online about your mate. That's where the strength got to come from. And I feel like she got to be a strong motherfucker, boy. Boy. Because you're getting a lot of shit. For, like, forget online. At your, at your at the family. At the reunion. <laughs> like, at shit. On Friday at the space. Man. Whatever. And I, I feel like I read season one. Not this season. But I feel like season one, I read something like um, they said they swapped them out with a double during the sex scenes in the first season. Um, but in season two, they have not. That's like, you, it's it's been you. Season one, that may have happened. I haven't watched again to know if that was a fact. But I feel like season two, no, nah, that's J. Alphonse. That's a tough... And here's the thing, dog. You an actor, you an actor. But the ridicule... And I know he's... He's dealing with this shit to a level that his wife, because a lot of niggas be like, yo, what do his wife think? I'm like, shit, what do he think? I'm very curious, like, what he thinks. Like, because the shit I just seen him in was Tales on BET. That's what I seen him in. They so, new like, season. I'll, I'll say this. Not being an actor. Yeah. Professionally. Um, <laughs> I'm a way better actor than most niggas who act for a living. Um, I just say that. To show my acting chops, yeah. like this is a giant role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a it, it's it, a star turning role. Like and it, it's 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 hitting all the buttons to show yep. your acting chops and everything. Yep. If something don't come of this shit of a higher I ain't talking about no BET tail yeah, shit. Yeah. If I'm gonna be stuck in this level of shit, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. yeah. For me. Like if I was the person playing, I couldn't yeah. bro. But if <laughs> no no no, I I get what you're saying. Like yo, this is for this to be your first major role, and for you to be in your your actual life, off screen, a married heterosexual male with I think he got two sons. Um, Ooh, this shit. is a very it's a lot to take on as a black man in Hollywood. This is a hell of a role to take on and say yo. I'm willing to deal with the scrutiny, the shit talking, or whatever. I can take it. Um, I, I'm with you. I almost think if because here's an here's an example. Uh, Omar, yep, on the wire, it didn't have an impact on other roles he played. Mm -mm. Like he was able to play a, a masculine role, yeah, another, yeah. other roles that it didn't have an and impact. And Michael K. Williams was fluid yeah. in real life. Um, like it, it didn't have an impact on the roles. Yeah. I think this show is so ludicrous that how can you not see him as Little Murder? Because this is a cartoon of a show. Yeah, The Wire is more realistic. But that's this why is a cartoon of a show. I think with I'm I'm glad you brought that up. So I think with Omar's character with Michael K. Williams, the other roles that he took on, 
no matter what, nothing was Omar. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't Omar again. So that's what, to your point about, yo, if I'm J. Alphonse, this needs to turn into some really fucking big deals, not just more of the same. Yeah. And when I say more of the same, I don't just mean uh, closeted street nigga roles. I mean more of, like, some nigga shit. Like, no, dog. J. Alphonse, first of all, is too talented to be stuck in a nigga window. He's the reason that, like, he keep the, the acting on this show. He is a very fucking good actor, dog. Supremely like, talented. This is, like, I, I for real. He does, we talk about um, the facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be bodying that shit. Damn, he body, whether it's happy, mad, sad, crying, confused. confused, nigga, thinking about my whole future in a moment. Like, he kills Every scene, dog, it's really absurd. Even down to little shit. Like, again, even though I think the scene was unsanitary as fuck, but when they finished fucking and then the nigga went over and made her play and da-da-da. Like, I, I 10 seconds, that shit. He just, but like, even in that scene, though, like, he very much so, like, kind of kicked back into, all right, well, now we just having a regular-ass fucking morning because the hospital called now. And it's like... Like, even when he was talking to Mercedes, when he was telling man, her... Uh, that was a, a bodied ass scene, both of them. You a legend. His facial expression went, you here, I'm here. Yeah. I'm making an expression that say, hey, you got it. Like, I don't know what well, y'all can know, a body language. Like, when you giving somebody the floor or you trying to say, yo, this person, you got it, I'm lesser than you, so mm -hmm. to speak. Like, you put your hands behind your back. You, your body would be in a submissive Role, so to speak. Yeah. And you can do that with facial expressions. Or here's an example. Your boss ever explained something new to you and you want to mimic back that you're paying attention. Your mm -hmm. face looks a certain way. You your head now looks you a certain way. You do that little yeah. It's a certain way that you look when you're trying to let somebody know I'm paying attention. Yeah. You got this. You are in the in the teacher role. You. I'm in the student role. Mm -hmm. I thought he bodied that shit with her because he was like, No, nah, I'm a legend. I mean you yeah, a legend. You a legend. Uh, so I want I want to know what you think, and he yeah. really was like, and then and, he walked away like, oh, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm what she gonna for think. all of Katori's fake deepness with all the mother tweets, the one she did get right. This was a callback to season one when he first had Mercedes listen to yep. his music, and she told that nigga that's just slaw or whatever the fuck she said, and it was like, oh shit, they in different spots now. Back then. She embraced her legendary. She knew who the fuck she was. Yeah. He was still questioning who he is. Now he's starting to believe he's somebody, but I still got respect for you because you one of them where we come from, nigga. Like, and it's, uh, man, I just, I, I really want to see J. Alphonse. If he wasn't on this show, oh, no, there trained. would be not a single redeeming quality of the show. Fuck going into each character yeah. and what, whether they're good or not. He is the only consistently good thing on the screen. That's a fact. In this show, dog, and I'm I'm just and everybody he on the screen with. Man, he makes niggas better in his scenes, dog. He I I really I I want to see him in some HBO uh, HBO. I want to see him with some real material and with another actor. Yeah. And like and just to the point we just made about Michael K Williams, yo, be a whole different nigga. Be a whole different nigga. It and I it still Chunky be a, white and Omar totally come on man. They but so many similarities. But these is different characters. It felt dog. like a different person. What when when I see Omar as Chalky White, when I see Omar in the night of or uh Michael K. Williams in the night of, then in Chalky as Chalky White, then as Omar, then as the uh two seconds he was on the screen in I think I love my wife when he came in and scared the shit out of Chris Rock real quick. Like 
different nigga every time you see him on the screen. He when got he, the movie when, coming up with uh when he was in um trapped in the closet when he was the police. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Y'all don't know about hair braided Michael K. Williams, dog. Um, yo, man. J. Alphonse, you are literally the reason this show is still alive right now. Wanna make sure you get your flowers. Walk away on walk away on top. <laughs> yo, walk away on top, my nigga. Yo, man. Yo, man. Love on top, man. Yo. Fire, hey, man. Hey, fuck with us on everything. Um, all the socials. Get at us. Uh, this week in culture across everything. Hit us up. This week in culture pod at gmail.com. If you want to send in an email or a voice note, you can always shoot us some DMs as well on the socials. Follow us on everything. Until next week, I'm Ant. That's Jay. Episode 257. We out.